You are now listening to Couch Coach Live. All right, so we're back here on another Couch Coach Live. We we took a bad week last week. We're here, you know, we're a little bit refreshed. What's going on, guys? I got Maui in the building. What's going on, man? I'm chilling, man. You know, yes, sir. And got our special, special, our special guest, JB. What's going on, fellas? What's going on, JB? Uh, not much, man. Long day, a little tired. Got my got my coffee right here, so hopefully it, yeah, it yeah. wakes me up in a little bit. So, oh yeah, absolutely, yeah. Right. Well, yeah, man. So, yeah, we we had a bad week. So, Maui, man, how did you spend your bad week last week? <laughs> man, I was going crazy, man. I was like, man, I got to do. Oh, I ain't got to do it. And then I was like, well, shoot, Sean, you can do whatever you want to do. I was like, <laughs> well, what am I going to do then? I said, well, I guess I do some extra hours at the job. <laughs> you, know what I'm saying? <laughs> you know, honest to God, though, I got yeah. I bought me a PlayStation three mm-hmm. and I am really, really one of my favorite games is fight night. I mean, fight night champion. Mm-hmm. So I just went and dove into that and I got blisters on my thumb and mm. you know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. So, I just did that, man. You know, just max and relax. It took the best of that time. I missed the show, though. You know what I'm saying? I missed the show, especially you know they they had you know they said AB was coming back, and and then you know our prediction of the you know uh, NBA season coming on the 22nd. Man, let, let me tell you how we that was date like that. That's pro. And when we talk when we talk about remember we said Thanksgiving we gonna be crazy. And then mm-hmm. when does when does it um free agent period start? Eighteenth. It's like twentieth. Yes, mm. and I told and that, it, that's it's so crazy. Like how we said that like two weeks ago, like mm. it was like dead on because we were saying, oh, it's gonna happen December twenty second. I don't care what LeBron James say. I don't care what nobody else say. Yeah. Everybody's talking about MLK Day. We knew for certain. We was like, no, when the when the television companies want Christmas, they gonna get Christmas. Right, and I and yeah. I, and I, yeah. yeah, and then remember how we were saying about the free agent period and how that's gonna be crazy, and how condensed, and how crazy mm-hmm. that 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 week, because you think about it, the twentieth, that's next Friday, mm-hmm. and then Thanksgiving week is in two weeks, and then training camp is the week after that on December first, and I like man, mm-hmm. we after we called that, and that's so crazy, like how that dated perfectly. Right, right. I'm, I mean, you know, I hate to be selfish, but you know, it's tradition for me. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's my dad's birthday too, yeah. and you know, it's just it would have been hard, man. Like, you know what I mean? Not not watching it, but I understand. You know what I mean? But it's still tying times right now. We're not back to normal. You know what I'm saying? And then you know, money still got to be made, and people still gotta. You know, you gotta. You st- even even now, you know, you still have to do some things that we usually don't do. Just to work around things, but we still yeah. dealing with some stuff, you know. So I'm excited, yeah. <laughs> and I'm excited. I'm like excited for the draft next week, big time. So, right. So the draft is next week. Yeah, yeah, that's yes. right. Next Wednesday. I was like, at least something's going on in the middle of next week. That's something to kind of look forward to and watch. But yeah, man, it's gonna mm-hmm. be fun. Mm-hmm. But yeah, we we definitely gonna get to hoops next week. This week, right. We doing we doing our I guess this will be the fourth annual midseason awards that we've done here on Couch Coach Live and, mm-hmm. and it's funny because it's three years to the day when we did 
the other one when we was at, you know, yeah, right. Plants. <laughs> but anyway, right. <laughs> <laughs> no name drop tonight. We, you behave. <laughs> I, say, nah, nah. Hey, okay? I got you. I got you. <laughs> Sit right down. But anyway, so guys, <laughs> so let's get into it. So we're gonna, you know, we're now halfway into the NFL season. Um, went by re- really, really fast, man. I, before we get into, you know, our, you know, our awards for this, um, for the midseason, I just want to go around and horn your thoughts on just the midseason in general, just your overall thoughts. We'll go with you first, JB. Your thoughts. On the mid um, NFL at the mid midseason point, uh, I think it's very interesting because I think that like it's kind of clear that the AFC is the stronger is the stronger conference, and I just think it's really interesting because it's there's really no clear favorite out of the NFC. Like I look at these teams and I think that there are like legitimately, you can make an argument that you think four teams could like possibly win the conference. And those four teams are green Bay, new Orleans, uh, Tampa Bay and Seattle. Um, But there's really no front runner out of uh, the NFC and all four of the teams that just mentioned, they all have a fatal flaw, whether it be their defense or, you know, their offensive line. So I just think um, when I look at the AFC, the AFC is clearly the stronger conference, you know, with Pittsburgh being undefeated with uh, Kansas City, uh, you know, having only one loss. And, you know, with Baltimore, you know, Baltimore has lost uh, a game year that you know a bounce here a bounce there they could themselves so i mean it's clear that the afb at the moment is stronger and uh whoever right now this could change but i whoever comes out the afc i think will probably be not heavy favorites but they'll be like they'll be favorites to win the super bowl i i believe if this trend continues yeah mm. absolutely mal your thoughts um you know I feel like it's been a pretty good season. I feel like uh, a lot of – I think people are paying attention more to into detail. You know, like I had never – I thought Aaron Rodgers was a – it is, you know, one you know dangerous. But then people say, you know, he's not a comeback quarterback. And I was like, wow. And then they showed the stats of And you like – it just seemed like they're, they're paying attention to so much detail now. Um, and, and it's a – you know – uh, a lot of people who don't really didn't really deserve their job should have been fired a long time ago. They seem to be losing their jobs. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm. It's just it's just interesting, man. Like you know, um, look, they, so much. It's so look. It, it's so much stuff that's happened just in these you know nine weeks. It's so much. It really, really is. You know what I'm saying? And uh, I'm, it's just interesting and it's exciting and it's entertaining. You know what I mean? I can't really pinpoint. You know, I can go and say the same thing, JB, that the, the AFC is uh, the more dominant. But, you know what I mean? I, and I give you that. But I just think there's a lot of things being shown and being um, put to the forefront. You know what I mean? There's a lot of um, I've been saying it for the long, longest, too. They keep hiring the same coaches and 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 doing certain particular things where, you know, you need to. You, you, the politics has got to get out. You know, if you want to win, you got to put it, make everybody accountable for the, you know, for what they're supposed to be doing. You know what I mean? And not just thinking certain things is going to happen this way, certain things are going to happen this way. You know, if you need to pay a person, pay them. You know what I mean? Uh, and like, for instance, you know what I mean? You need to pay them. And you, you need to, if you're getting paid, you need to play. You know what I mean? 
you got to um, value everything that you have. You know what I'm saying? Like, I was looking at the Vikings, right? Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you can, you can talk bad about them, but they have so many injuries. You know what I mean? I mean what really can you say? Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I think that that's actually been a thing. Actually, we're going to get into this a little later, but I had a, a problem picking a disappointing team because I think that when you look at some of the teams that are not doing as well as expected, you can always look at injuries, whether, you know, Minnesota, uh, mm-hmm. Dallas, for instance, has been, you know, decimated by injuries. And um, so has San Francisco, like poor 49ers, like, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of people thought that they were going to be a front runner to represent the NFC, and they're probably not going to make the playoffs because they've just been decimated by injury. So I had a hard time coming up with a, a disappointing team because there have been so many injuries, like mentioned. Yeah, like, it would, uh, yeah. We get into that. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah, yeah, we get to that. Yeah, I think the, the most interesting thing is the, the NFC East and the AFC East. I look at the AFC East where, wow. The New England Patriots aren't gonna aren't gonna run this division. Um, mm-hmm. The Buffalo Bills they haven't won this division since 1995, and they're clearly cutting their ways. The Miami Dolphins have a franchise quarterback for the first time in 20 years. The AFC, the NFC East, my goodness, the Philadelphia Eagles. So this is this is so weird. So the Philadelphia Eagles have a 79 percent chance. Of winning the division, and they're what three, four, and one. Your P- Pittsburgh Steelers have a seventy-two percent chance of winning their division, and they're eight and zero. Oh. Mm. That just lets you know how awful the NFC East is, <laughs> and it's just it just trips me out in a team that. When you look at it from their percentage, it's just it baffles your mind. You look at that stat and you're like, "Wow!" Like, am I reading? Am, am I am I reading this? Or am I comprehending this correctly? But it is what it is. But man, but yeah, it's it's been a definitely interesting first half. So we talked about our, our overall thoughts. So now I want to go into our biggest disappointments. So I'm gonna go with you first, Malway. Your biggest disappointment in the se- in the first half of the season. I had a whole bunch. But um, I really did. Like, you know, um, I'm going to give three. I have a whole bunch, though. But I'm definitely Mm -hmm. saying um, Adam, Adam Gase. I think I said his name right. Adam Case or Adam Gase? Oh, Gase, yeah, Uh, Gase. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean? And the Jets, just very disappointed in him. I'm just – I'm disappointed that he hasn't been fired yet, to be honest with you. That's my biggest – one of my biggest – and then um, I I also put – and, you know, I just was thinking outside the box because I know there's other things that we can pick. You can pick the Patriots, the Cal, whatever, NFC, NFC East. I said the luck of Tyrod Taylor because mm-hmm. the beginning of this season, we were um, – Chip was on the show. And we were saying, man, Tyrod can't get no type of respect, and then this happens. You know what I mean? And then this, this quarterback is showing it. He's doing it. You know what I'm saying? And I'm like, man. But, you know – so that's that's what I put my, my biggest disappointment. You know yeah. what I mean? You yeah. know. Yeah. JB, your biggest disappointment. Uh yeah, man. I had I, like I mentioned before, man. I had a hard time with this one because, like I said, I think that with some of these teams that have lousy records, you can point, you know, to like injuries, you know, minus the Jets. <laughs> um, but like you know, mm-hmm. Dallas, Minnesota. 
Sanders uh, and the Patriots. And I think the opt-outs really hurt the Patriots a lot this year. But I'm going to go with one that's probably going to be a bit controversial. And it's not the, it's not the whole team. I'm going to put this on one side of the football. The biggest disappointment to me is the Chicago Bears and their inability to have a decent quarterback. Ooh. I mean, like you look at that defense, that defense is actually a tailor-made defense. Like I'm not saying that it's a Super Bowl winning defense, but it's a very good defense that if they had a decent offense, they would be locked to make the playoffs. But, you know, they can't score ball, man. Their offense is extremely uh, they uh, Mitch Trubisky and they brought in Nick Foles and I mean it seems to me like Nick Foles can only do well in a situation when he takes over short term if you make him mm -hmm. the starter because the other guy's not playing well he's not going to play well but if for some reason the starter gets hurt or something and he can come in he plays well so I mean I think the Bears um, have been um, a very you know their offensive a play has been, you know, one of the biggest disappointments um, in in the league. So I, I would I would go with them, um, and then also the fact uh, I'm gonna throw back in this moment, the fact that the Jets haven't fired Adam Gase yet, man. That's I, yeah. I don't know how he has a job. Like does he does he have some information? The owner that he's black and the owner. I, I mean, I don't know, man. They're on nine, man. They're like they're a disaster. They're they're a disaster, and you know, like. Uh, I don't know how you fix the situation, man. I, I really don't. Yeah. Um, yeah, and I look and my biggest disappointment, even though um honorable mention is the Jets. I figured the Jets, they were seven last year, and then Sam Donna had mono for the um um for about a good chunk of the season, five, six games or what have you. So I figured there was gonna be somewhat of a you know, a little bit of improvement. I did not think they were gonna be 0-9. But it is what it is. And Adam Gates, a part of me is like good because that let them be 0 16 so they can get Trevor Lawrence. Take the pressure off of everybody else. Let them just get Trevor Lawrence. They, you know, they got a franchise right tackle in Mikai Becton, Springer alum. Um, and Joe Douglas, Mechanicsville's own Mechanicsville's finest, who's running the show there in, in uh the Jets. I mean, hey, you know, it's I think it's only gonna get up from there. So I mean. You know, who's to say, you know, Trevor, Trevor be in New York. He'll be Broadway Trevor next year. And, you know, I don't, I don't, you know, it, it's going to get better in New York. Don't, 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 don't be, don't be sad guys. And, 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 and um, don't be sad Jet fans, but the relief is coming. Time, the time is going to come. Don't feel too bad. This endure. You only got what? Seven more weeks left. You'll be all right. <laughs> so, that's all I'm telling you. That's all you can hope to at this point. But I think my biggest disappointment, and this is a personal one for me, the Atlanta Falcons. I had okay. So when I did my preseason predictions, I had the Atlanta Falcons eleven and five. Who I had for the coach of the year is no longer there. I had Dan Quinn as the coach of the year. I looked at what happened last year with them. Um, I think they ended up being like seven and one. Um, I think they won seven out of their last nine games, something like that. I figured that was going to carry over to this year. But then you think about it, four of their losses are, you know, against, you know, seven points or less. You know, they social distance the football mm -hmm. against the Cowboys. Um, they, you know, wet the bed against Detroit. They, Todd Gurley scored prematurely. Um, all kind of different factors. Mm -hmm. And you're like – my goodness, like this Atlanta Falcons. And, and the fun thing about it, once I thought they got rid and they, 
kind of had somewhat of a little stretch when Raheem Morris took over, and then they blew it. And you know, once in the Detroit game, so I figured, you know, with that, and then I figured like Raheem Morris, you know, now being the defense coordinator, you know, in the in the preseason, I figured this team was going to take somewhat of a leap. But they by far to me is the biggest disappointment. I had this team being eleven and five, and boy, do I have egg on my face. Mm, that's a good one. Yeah, Chris. I mean, like uh, they didn't social distance against the football, man. You, you're, you're, you're underestimating the hypnotizer. The, the hypnotizer, man. That, Bro. The, that was the hypnotizer. The onside kick was the hypnotizer. I know. I'm just like, what are y'all doing? Like, y'all know the football's up for grabs. You, you can get it. You can grab the football, guys. You can grab the football. Like, what are you doing? What are you yeah. guys doing? Like, but I guess maybe that's just because the situation is in real time. But seeing it from my couch, I can see that you can get it. But I don't know. But that was and, and, bizarre. And there, in that defense, though, that ball was spinning all crazy. I'm kind of thinking if I'm a player, if I try to jump on that, what if that ball is? Pops out, touch it as a live ball, but like I agree. But you know what, Chris? I'll say this: they've played better. Like, here's the thing: they're what? What's their record? They're three and six. Three and six. Or are they mm-hmm. two and two, two and six? Three and three six. six. So I mean, you look at it; they they could easily be five and four or six and three. Right. So them to me, I, I think that they're one of those teams that I look for in the second half to maybe possibly make a push because the effort has been there. And like you said, they've lost a lot of close games. I just, I, I, I think the biggest thing with them was I had them as about an eight and eight team because their defense just wasn't good. I, I felt like Matt Ryan and Julio Jones, I feel like they have good offensive personnel, but I don't trust that defense of theirs. But since Raheem Morris has taken over as a coach, their defense has gotten better. So I, I, I look for them to make a push in the second half of the year. I really do. Yeah, yeah. So let's get into our uh, biggest surprise. So JB, I'm gonna go with you first. Your biggest surprise. Ooh, this was a tough one. Um, mm-hmm. This tough. was a real tough one. Um, so there were a couple of teams. Like, well, so one that I thought was going to contend for the playoffs, and it looks like they're going to make the playoffs. Like um, the Raiders, I think, have been a very good surprise. Um, they're five and three. Um, another team that I thought was going to be pretty, they're, they're sitting at three. They've lost a couple of heartbreakers. Um, the Cardinals are also, um, a surprise, but my biggest surprise, I'm actually going to throw this out here. Uh, basically, uh, Josh Allen, man, like, uh, he has become a much more accurate passer of the football. So, I mean, like, because of the strides that he's taken Buffalo's defense, uh, Buffalo's offense has actually taken like that next step. And, um, you know, he's sweater seven and two because their defense has not really been that good this year. Their defense was much better last year than it has been this year, but like he's become a much more uh, accurate passer to football. So to me, he's like, to me, he's like one of my biggest surprises of uh, the first half of the year. And um, he played a, a great game on Sunday against Seattle. Yeah, he had a great game. Um, Mal, your thoughts? I'm not your thoughts, but your, your biggest surprise. <laughs> um, I, I put the the rise of Kyle Murray. Like when I watch him, I just see something special, and I and I, you know, it's almost like um, you can see like um, the NFL changing with you know, you know, Patrick Mahomes and kind of what he do. Even though uh, I believe Murray is smaller than him, but I just can see. It's go. It's something special going on up there. You know what I mean? It really. I you know just from what I see, it just seemed like 
He's like every game I see him play, it just seemed like it's really exciting. They're right there. You know what I mean? Um, you know, and definitely, you know, I'm not gonna front. I, I put the, I put the Bills. You know what I mean? I put the Bills too because they seem like um I don't know. I haven't watched them much. I seen a few highlights, but I just I don't know. I just smell like okay, it's getting serious. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and um you know definitely. I felt like a couple years. I think it was like last year. I think like I told Rome, I felt like um Miami was on its way. I said when that that one game when it was a flag thrown and the referee gave, just disrespected the coach, wouldn't give him an explanation, just kept ignoring him. And I felt like that was like when the fire was lit, you know, and now they got this, this, you know, this, they got Tua and he's doing his thing. And then I was looking at, I don't know if, how this is, they are a toss up still to me though, because they, they got to play, they got some games to play. We'll talk about it a little bit later, but I had looked up, you know, when we talk about the hot take, you know what I mean? I, I talk about it a little bit, but they got some games they got to play. It ain't going to be no easy games. You know what I mean? So, well, that's my biggest surprise. You know what I mean? I, I'm trying to stay away from my team. I'm trying not to be biased <laughs> as much as I can. Like, you know? Shoot. But, Shoot. right. Shoot. You telling me <laughs> if Washington was 8-0, every, everybody. No, every, no. Across no. Cross the board, everybody have an award. I'd be like Chase Young, <laughs> uh, Ken, uh, Fuller. Defensive player, I have all them, dude. Ain't no man, you my head when you fit in this screen, but anyway, so my yes, biggest <laughs> nah, it ain't no <laughs> you crazy. If I was eight, no man, dude, I'll be talking the most trash. Y'all be y'all be mad as hell at me, <laughs> but anyway, but yeah, my biggest surprise got to be Miami. I think, um, I like them being at five and three at this point. Last year, they, they were five. Five and eleven, so they pretty much have equal their win total in half the time. So, um, and it's like you said, and then making that contra- controversial move to uh, bench Ryan Fitzpatrick when he somewhat was having some of a well, somewhat, but actually, um, um, good, you know, some, some good stats. So I, I looked at that, and then coupled with having, especially they had two good West Coast wins, especially for a team like that. You look at it, people say, well, you know, you, can you discount the San Francisco win? But Jimmy G was still in that game, and they still, you know. So to me, the Jets and the Giants got destroyed by the same decimated San Francisco 49ers team. And then for them to go all the way to Santa Clara to win that game, I was impressed by that. And then the Arizona game last week, where essentially they were, you know, outgained in every statistical quarter category on the, on the offensive end and to come up with that victory last week and i just look at this team now you look at it even if the playoffs were to begin today the miami dolphins would be would be the the final seed when all would they be mm. yeah they'd be the final seed yeah they'd be they would have a first first class ticket to kansas city mm. <laughs> as as the um <laughs> as the seventh seed but i mean i hey I, I just like this team. I think this is, you know, like you said, like you were saying um, in the preseason when, when when Rome came on the show. Well, mm-hmm. we kind of figured like maybe they were like a year or two away. Yeah. We figured you were going to kind of see, you know, but it's and it still might be possible. But we look at it now from just from a half from a you know half the season perspective, and they're essentially a playoff team. And like you said, they got a mm-hmm. tough road to play, and it's a situation yeah, got, where yeah, yeah. it's going to be. The thing is. It's, it's it's up from here, where if they don't make it, but hey, you know where you need a game from, then 
this team might have a, a top 10 pick next year. So with this Houston, with this Houston pick and Bill O'Brien, the, the infinite genius of Bill O'Brien trading around, trading his first round pick to Miami. And <laughs> who knows? And that, and the thing and the, the possibilities are so endless of what they can get at that spot. If Houston still stays in that, that top 10 range where, I mean, they could get a, a, a franchise left tackle. They can get a number one receiver. I mean, so many, so much, uh, so much bevy of talent in the top portion of the 2021 draft. So I just look at that couple with that. I'm like, Miami's on their way. And Brian, Brian Flores is doing his thing. And definitely, you know, kudos to them, man. Do you think, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Do you think Bill O'Brien gets another coach? Do you think Bill O'Brien gets another coaching job? Uh, no, no. He'll get a coordinator job. Well, like, I mean, yeah. Because, but, but, like, but dude, you, you think about it like you look at like you I, I don't think he should either, but you know what? He does have the perfect excuse. Like, because this is what basketball coaches do. You like look at basketball coaches like Doc Rivers, Stan Van Gundy, who are I think are good coaches or whatever, but like they were lousy GMs. So like when a team doesn't do good, you could just be like, Oh, well, I just wasn't a good GM. I, you can't say I'm not a good coach. Right. So right. He has a perfect he has a perfect excuse at the interview like, like, well, why should we hire you? Well, you know, I was a lousy GM, but you know, hey, I got the Texas to a lot of playoff games and they won playoff games. So he sure. could use that excuse. That's all I'm saying, yeah. And he turned pissed in around. I think people forget that too, where you know he took over a team that was really, you know, going through some stuff. So yeah. Like he, he, he probably, and, and the thing with he's he's a Bill Bill um Bill Belichick disciple, so it's a possibility. Like you just never know, and like you saying, but that's got to be on his resume. This my this Miami pick, <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, yeah. like I, man, I, every week I think about he that. Like, never... I, yeah, he, he should. He should never be allowed in like a team's war room. Like he yeah. should social distance from any kind of war room during draft day. Like I would basically put a restraining order home one day. Like you stay away from the premises. We don't want you anywhere to the premises. Go somewhere else. Like it's a one day. It, no, actually, because the draft lasts three days. It's a three day restraining order. Like just stay away from here. Right, Bill. Just don't stay away even, from here. If you if right. you come <laughs> if you come anywhere near the premises, we will arrest you. Exactly, because because you are not trading away no first round picks for for nobody. You're not doing, you know, we ain't having, you know, you're not getting rid of our assets for you know for nothing essentially. But I mean, my goodness, I mean, Larry Tunstall, I mean, yeah, but he ain't, you know, we look at now from the grand scheme of things, that wasn't a, a smart move. But um, you know, who's to say? Well, but, the the, the yeah. real issue is is like whatever your, you know, everybody's different, and mm-hmm. the decisions you make it should be based upon not how you think or believe if it's gonna you 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 know what I'm saying? Like you can't put your personal views or how you think in the situation. If that, if you feel that way, you shouldn't be a GM. Well, you gotta put the team, team yeah. the team, and 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 the char- characteristic, and you know certain things in favor. If they if they that person breaks it, I can understand that. But you know you can't. It just seems some of them are getting in position, and they're riding on, like you said, being a Bill Belichick um, prodigy, and mm-hmm. they they take that. But you have to set your own culture where you go. 
That's Bill Belichick. You have to do you. You know what I mean? And they getting a lot of power. A lot of those coaches and they becoming GMs get a lot of power and they're they're judging this or this, you know what I mean? And yep. they, they're not Bill Belichick. They're not these certain peoples that they they was up under. You know what I mean? You got to set your own. And hey, you know, and, and eventually it's going to show that you really shouldn't be in the position that you was in. You know what I mean? Just ask Josh McDaniels. Yep, <laughs> yeah, man. He's going to be he'll be next in line. Even how bad, even how bad um, New England, he going to get a pass. He'll get a pass. And it's just it's just that's just the way it is. Right. But I mean, he'll be he'll be a, he'll be a high coaching candidate. I don't know if he's going to leave, but he somebody going to be, you know, he's going to be interviewing for some jobs. I guarantee you that. Mm. Oh, yeah, he will. <laughs> Fairly he, or not. He, he right. Will. And can I just say this, uh, since we're talking about surprise, like, um, I didn't mention this man, but like, great job on Brian Flores. I know we all, you guys mentioned the Dolphins, but he's done like a really good job. He went there. Uh, it was supposed to be like a rebuild. They were supposed to be like horrible. I know like last year people were saying like one in 15 or two and 14. Yeah. They overachieved last year. Uh, they're overachieving this year. And I actually, I'm happy because, you know, Bill Belichick, is starting to get like kind of like that Phil Jackson vibe where he's a great coach, but his assistants, his protégés don't do anything. And I'm just glad that see you like you like the you like the analogy I just made. Um, I'm glad <laughs> that uh, he's actually. I'm I'm glad he's actually. I'm glad he's actually doing it because like you you look at like just some of like Bill Belichick's guys who just haven't done much. Like when they've gotten head coaching jobs, and you know there's one up in Detroit who hasn't done anything, Matt Patricia. So I'm glad that he's actually doing a, a good job there because, like, I think mm -hmm. he's a good coach. Mm -hmm. I ain't even gonna talk about Matt Patricia. I'll wait to I'll wait to Saturday Sunday at the four o'clock. I'm gonna be quiet. <laughs> I think um somebody has said <laughs> that now with, with with you know we all we know what happened with Tom Brady this last Sunday, but yeah. since you know they were saying when you really look at it that that actually. Bill Belichick's probably one of the worst GMs ever. Yes. And I was like, and that's why I said this is one of the surprises of when we we're talking about, I think that's why I said a lot of things that's covered is starting to show its face. You know what I mean? Because I think the guy said he hadn't had a pro bowler in years or something like that. Some Something that was, I was like, for real? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, are you serious? <laughs> you know what I mean? But well, yes, uh, yes, no. I think one of the problems with the Patriots is the Patriots have been so good. They're always constantly picking in the back of the first round. So I think mm -hmm. that's one of the issues right there. But I will say this. I think Belichick is good at finding people on the waiver wire, like other people's cast offs. He, he's mm -hmm. good at finding other people's cast offs in terms of like, oh, and turning them into gold. But like, that the draft. they haven't drafted well in a while, and I yeah, think a lot of that is drafted. Yeah, like, yeah. I think that when you're constantly good, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you're constantly good, you're getting like that. Yeah, you're getting late first round pick. You're drafting late in each of the rounds, so it's kind of hard for you to mm -hmm. like. You know, that's when your scouts have to do a good job, and you have to be able to hit like you know on, on golden picks and stuff like that. But yeah, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, I, yeah. I was shocked though. Yeah, man, he has like when you look at he has it like a especially in as of late, like you look at just like you look at um the wide receiver was in the um Henry and that um the one from Arizona State. I don't know why my mind is drawing a blank. 
Uh, Nikhil, Nikhil, well, anyway. But you, you look at Alex, the Nikhil, Al- Nikhil Alexander. Uh, Alexander uh, Nik- is his name. Alexander or it's in the kiss Nikhil. Oh, you know, and that's that's gonna you know, and I'm gonna I'm gonna know that in like two minutes. Uh, Nikhil Henry Walker. I want to say his what? name is Alexander Walker. Um, oh, Henry, okay. no, nah, that's it's basketball, ain't it? <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, and you look at. Um, that is, I mean, hey, you know, that, and like you said, it's just, it's just Bill Belichick. And like you said, it's, this year is really, you know, I mean, just, it's just tough this year. I mean, it's, the team's been through a lot. I mean, as far as what we talk about, the opt out, most of their starters are out, even as far as on the defensive end, you oh, look at how was gone, um, how was gone, Chung, like, you know, they lost a lot in those, even in the, in the, um, opt-outs but yeah man so speaking of coaches so we'll definitely dive into this next award um the coach of the mid-season i'm gonna go with you oh, first you Maui. who's your yeah, coach you of the know. mid-season you already know yeah. yeah we know it we know exactly okay. who it is okay. <laughs> mike tomlin talk your stuff VA zone. V- va zone and you know it's not even it's not even that because they ain't no it's a simple fact that he deserves his respect like just all around like for instance yeah Tom Brady is with the Buccaneers. He had a horrible game. And his coach, in some type of way, has called him out. Now, you play for Mike Tomlin, the questions will be asked. Mike Tomlin is so, he's so well, when he speaks, he can actually twist it and give you the greatest answer in the world. You'd be like, wow. And then he won't even make you look bad. You know what I mean? That's one of the, his greatest, greatest things to me. He's almost like my dad said, man, he's going to run for office one day. You know what I mean? Like, and I always feel even Bill Belichick's horrible at that. And that's one thing I, I would I would like to play for Mike Tomlin. And then he, you know, he just he holds you accountable for everything. And, and, and then somebody's down. OK, you step up. You got to do what you got to mm-hmm. do. You know what I mean? And then, yeah. like some people watch football or in sports and they don't even pay attention truly to the to the fine details. What about that? Him giving up some draft picks to get um, Fitzpatrick last season. Man. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Yeah, Think about man. that. And people, and I'm, I'm on Pittsburgh Steeler groups, and they are just going at it. He's stupid. Why would he do that? Blah, blah, blah. You know what I'm saying? And now look, look at these last three games where it went to the last drive. Who was right there to knock down the ball? Pinka. You know what I mean? So, man, he got, he deserves it. You know what I'm saying? And he's and he's he deserves it. Give it to Mike Tomlin. Even like I say, even if the team, even just for last season of not having been right. and being eight and eight with all the controversy against the Browns, you know what I mean? Like, and then, and then like with AB, Le'Veon, and 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 Ben, you know what I mean? All that and do you to turn it around? Well, he deserves it, man. You know what I'm saying? He's not like he just beat um, Tony Dungy. Most wins for um, an African American coach, but like they've been saying, like it's time for he's more than just an African American coach. You got to start giving it to him. You know what I mean? Absolutely. You got to start giving it to him. You know? Absolutely. JB, you're coaching the midseason. Uh, well, I'm going to have to respectfully disagree with Deshaun. Um, I think that he's done a great job, but when I look at coach of the year, 
Oh, come on, man. Just hear me out. Like when I look at coach of the year, I look at like when I look at a coach of the year, I look at like the coach who's done the most with like the least amount of talent who surpassed like expectations. And to me, like uh, Pittsburgh uh, to me was a 11 or 12 win team going into the season as long as Big Ben stayed healthy. So I think that was the biggest thing that held them back last year was the defense is playing phenomenal. Like um, and like I definitely do think that Tomlin deserves a share of uh, uh, he deserves he deserves his share of votes when this is all said and done. And if he wins, I won't have a problem with it. But my mm-hmm. personal coach of the year, I'm gonna go with Brian. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with Brian Flores because like he keeps he keeps exceeding expectations. Like I don't think a lot of people at this point would have said that the Dolphins were gonna be five and three. And I'm not it mad was at a ballsy move of him. Yeah, it was it was a ballsy move of his. Also, he was three and Fitzpatrick was not playing bad. He benches Fitzpatrick for two for two. Uh, this man who hadn't played in almost a year due to like you know a very serious hip injury. So I mean that was a gutsy move. Um, like I said before, I don't have a problem. I don't have an issue with you picking Tomlin if he gets it. Uh, good for him. I mean I think that what Tomlin has done the last like twelve games of last year to the first. Eight games of this year is impressive. He's had a, a help a twenty game run, but like I don't think many people had Miami duking it out for the playoffs. And there's a good shot, maybe they make it, but there's a good shot that they're going to be in until week seventeen. So I, I give it, I give it to Brian Flores. Yeah. So you know, you talked about Mike Tomlin. I got to give it to a. I, I have I had him as my honorable mention, but I got to get another William and Mary guy in the fold. Sean McDermott and the Buffalo Bills. Yeah, I mm-hmm. look at it from this standpoint of it because to me, I always look at a team like this, and normally how history kind of repeats seven in a sense. We have a young team in a sense, and they have a heartbreaking loss as it did last year in the playoffs. You figure it was gonna be a point where okay, where they might have somewhat of a slow start, it might be a little bit, you know, what you know, what have you. And I think even in the in the only really bad loss they've had was on a Tuesday night. Against the Titans, which and 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 Titans was coming off the you know the quote unquote bad week, and they really went on a bad week. They were breaking rules and and practicing at elementary schools around Tennessee. But I digress. But my thing is, I like what what this Bills team is doing. Um, and you know it was it's easy to kind of you know come back and. You know, kind of have somewhat of a slow start, but at seven and two, they're doing a good job. And I think even even in the losses to, um, I talked about the Tuesday night loss, and then even with the Kansas City one, which and it's weird, and that's weird because those two kind of they were kind of weird type of game because they were kind of they were they were I call them called the audible type games where the the changing uh, was kind of pretty much kind of like last minute changes to that so I, I'm not going to really quote unquote I mean I still think those two even though they got destroyed by Tennessee but even in a, in a loss to Kansas City it wasn't too bad but those are the type of teams that I kind of thought they were going to be kind of um, they're not in the same tier with them in a, se- in a sense especially when I look at Kansas City but and then just like you said the improved player Josh Allen and uh, what they're doing there and like you said the defense is as weird we look at the Buffalo Bills as being like a stout defense team, but this year hasn't it hasn't really um gotten there to that level yet. But um, mm-hmm. you know, but I look at what 
I like what uh my um what dolphins not the dolphins, but I like what the Bills are doing at seven and two. And um yeah, definitely Sean McDermott. Um one of your yeah, you uh, another William and Mary guy. I raised you a William and Mary guy, you raise another one. <laughs> <laughs> but um all three of them deserve it though. You know yeah. what I mean? And they all AFC guys. <laughs> and uh, I'm am I'm 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 gonna throw one out there too. That's gonna be a bit unconventional. Um, my honorable mention would uh, probably be uh, would probably be uh, Sean McVay and uh, the Rams because I think that a lot of people saw what the Rams went through last year and they thought that they were toast. And you know, you look at them not having a first round pick for a while. And them being, you know, uh, like in salary cap hell and the fact that they managed to fill, you know, a pretty decent team. And, you know, they're probably going to make playoffs. And I don't think a lot of people uh, saw that happening. And um, it looks like Sean McVay has gotten um, them to right the ship a little bit this year, which is surprising. Yeah, man. I'm from OC. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> 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 so oh no <laughs> right <laughs> and then I'm, it, it, even though it was funny and I, I hate to kind of inject the NFC East bias onto on you guys but call me crazy but I like what they've done as far as beating us you know they before knowing the division which I mean think about it they go to Philly they go cross cross country to Philly you know then Almost because did they they beat did they beat no no they no Buffalo came back they had a size believe against Buffalo yeah and they um they almost won that game came to Washington beat us I like they've had some pretty impressive like some some cross country wins where it's when you I, that's why I like I look at those type of things too regardless of what happens when you have those cross country trips. And you and you mm-hmm. win those type of games. I look at that type of stuff, and I'm like, that's another thing too. That's like, you know, those type of things are kind of testament to coaching as well. I mean, obviously talent, but you know, it's it's hard. You kind of think it's hard to kind of get up in those type of situations. But yeah, man, I definitely um, what that what they doing in the Rams? Like, yeah, and that's another thing too, where they can be quote unquote sort of a surprise in the sense where we figured they were going to drop off because we looked at, you know, San Francisco being, you know. You know, we think they, we didn't think they were gonna have a Super Bowl hangover. I think if they were healthy, we, it'd be a different story. You know, they mm. they just got decimated with injuries so early, which was just so bizarre. And then um, we figured <laughs> we figured Seattle was gonna be where they were, and then we figured Arizona was gonna rise up a little bit. So we looked bit. at the Rams as kind of a team that would have been like a third tier in their division, kind of teetering. If not even tearing, may not was gonna probably miss the playoffs. You know, when you look at just the pecking yeah. order of that division itself, it's just it was just a product of that of that division where we looked at the, the odds were gonna be really stacked against them going into the season. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, you talking about the Ram, the Rams, right? Mm-hmm. You're talking about the Rams, right? Like, yeah. When I was looking at, you know, once we get to the second, you know, how to, I kind of looked at that too, and I was like, man. They such a they they're toss up like there's a pot they a possibility team like you know what I mean that they could really just say okay let's go ahead and go to another gear and let's hit them hard fast and they can mess around and probably win their division man to be honest with you you know they were just one of those teams that I didn't know 
if I can count them as a like for certain teams I wanted to win their division, they was one of those teams. It was hard for me to count against them. Yeah, if that makes sense, you know. And but, you got a you got a point because Seattle keep keep let keep letting this door open right. for some odd reason. They leaving cracks yeah. in these doors and letting people in this. Like you, hey, this this your time, right. Russ. Right, and that and, and that one, you're right. And the information I looked up, that's what they said. They said that they basically was like, All right, Russ, it's time for you to cook because they, you know, they defense is, you know, yeah. Shout out to Russ, man. The, the um, one of the only athletes to be uh, a two town Richmond Town Dispatch player of the year. Shout out to one of our hometown heroes out of Tuckahoe, Virginia, by way of Richmond, Virginia. <laughs> he from Tuckahoe. <laughs> Oh, well, perhaps. Yeah, I mean, that's his origin. I say oh, he's from okay. Richmond, but he's he's from the suburb of Tuckahoe, Virginia. I've been fact checking on that. Hold up, Bye. let me see if I know somebody from a from from Tuckahoe. Let me see. No, I don't know nobody from Tuckahoe. <laughs> but yeah, man, he's he's doing his thing, and definitely you shout out to um to Russ, another another hometown right. hero. We like to kind of throw in a little hometown hero digs, but hey, it is what it is. It's just what it is. So, rookie of the midseason, Maui. Who is your rookie of the midseason? I I just kept I kept it. Um, I gave it to um Jay Burrow. Um, you know, passing for twenty three hundred yards, eleven TDs, five interceptions, with a ninety one point four um QB rating. So, with no not not a very good defense, and uh, you know, not a good um um offensive line, and actually just beat the Titans. And I felt like that right there hopefully can spark the team and the, the coaching staff to say, hey, we're getting paid a lot of money. Let's, uh, let's, let's come together and see if we can, um, you know, maybe uh, hurt, a few team, hurt a few teams in this second half that might keep them out of the playoffs. Like, really? I just want the Bengals to be above the Browns. Please. They deserve to be down there. <laughs> Yeah, maybe next year, but <laughs> yeah. But but the Bengals, man, the Bengals, yeah, they're solid, man. Like Joe Burrow, they found, they got they got a quarterback of the future. I know that's for right. certain. Then I like right. that him him and that T Higgins connection. I've I thought about that in the summer. Like now it's starting to kind of come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And you know that's it's almost it's. I mean, I don't I don't mean to have a little hyperbole tonight, but uh, this could be a Carson Palmer, Chad Ocho single type of connection. Right, right. Going down and the I, road. You know, they beat the Titans. They beat they beat the Titans, man. He, you know, what I'm yep. saying so. He he balling. Big time, big time. JB, your rookie of the midseason. Um, I, I I agree with I agree with Maui. I think it's got to be Joe Burrow. I mean, like the defense isn't good. The offensive line's not good. But he's been very poised. And I mean, like um, what he did uh, that game, and we didn't talk about it because I wasn't on the show that week. But that game um that they played a few weeks ago that they that they lost uh with uh it was uh the Browns and the Bengals. That was just a crazy game back oh, and forth. Game. Uh, That's right. I know, right. I know, I know, I know, I know. Maui's not a big fan of uh, Baker Mayfield, but I mean, that was an entertaining game. Like, I mean, him and Baker Mayfield. That was that was a, that was, <laughs> um, that was um, that was a duel, man. That was a duel. That was really entertaining football yeah. to watch. So, I mean, I think you have to give it to uh, Joe Burrow. Um, I would say a second place to me is uh, Clyde Edwards uh, Hilaire uh, of Chiefs. Man, he's. Um, he's impressed me, man. I know he's not a big guy, but he's run in between the tackles very well. So I mean, he's been impressive to me. And then, um, you know, uh, 
other honorable mentions would be uh, uh, Jerry Judy uh, of the Broncos. I think he's played well. Uh, CD Lamb of the Cowboys has played well. But I think that your top two have to be Joe Burrow and uh, Clyde Edwards Hilaire. And I think that just it's a quarterback driven league. Uh, if you're going by record and what they mean to the team, Clyde Edwards Hilaire will probably win, but Joe Burrow is going to win this. It's 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 mm-hmm. wrapped. It's wrapped, sealed, yeah. and delivered for him, and he deserves it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A guy who I really like, and maybe this is just a West Coast bias thing. I've been very extremely impressed by Justin Herbert. What Justin Herbert is doing, oh, for yeah, me yeah, yeah, and, yeah. This, and even and the funny thing about him is just. Uh, and once they once he learns how to win, it's a wrap. Like it's a wrap. Like, and that's the that's the issue with saying with Los Angeles. But yeah, I mean, with him, um, let's see what I have for Just Herbert. Um, Twenty one hundred yards, uh, seventeen touchdowns on the season, and then you got to think about it. And and what's amazing to me is it's just. I kind of was like, I, I was a little bullish about him. I wouldn't say bullish. I was extremely bullish on uh, Justin Herbert because I definitely didn't want uh, them to trade up to get him, but he fell right into his lap. But I think what he's doing um, there is impressive. I like, you know, him connecting to like Keenan Allen and then Mike Will, um, you know, so I like that dynamic going forward. Um, and once they win, man, I think it's once they start learning how to win, I think. The sky's the limit for Justin Herbert, and he is the face of SoFi Stadium. Watch out, Jerry Goff. I think Justin Herbert is going to be the the, uh, the the king running SoFi Stadium. He's going to be the king of Inglewood one of these days. Yeah, he's he's definitely a dark, he's definitely a dark horse, and I think that if if they had won a few more games, um, mm-hmm. if they won a few more games down the stretch, he might actually he might be able to surpass uh, Joe Burrow. Um, but like you said, they can't seem to win, man. They lose a bunch of close games, and you know, in the NFL, when you put up big numbers and you don't win, yeah. people start seeing you as just like a numbers guy. So, but yeah, Herbert's playing well. Tyrod Taylor, poor Tyrod Taylor, yeah. man. like you know, yeah. like that was supposed to be his team, and then yeah, let's just, about, right. But let's not. I, I digress. I'm not going to talk. <laughs> yeah, man, Tyrod. And, and, and the crazy thing about it was, and, and it was, it was, it was, we were one shot away from essentially Tyrod being there, and that shot punctured a lung, and essentially thrust. Justin Herbert into this um in this into this position. Yeah, man. Potyroid. Big time. It's so, gonna be all right though. Yeah, he gonna be all right. He's gonna yeah, he gonna be somewhere and he gonna he'll be he'll bridge the gap somewhere else. At this point, hey, bridge the gap, keep getting your money. That's all that's right. all you can. Hey. Right. Walk walk away from this game healthy. Just bridge the gap for these young guys. Oh well. Hey, like Hugh Jack said, long long as you in that long long as you here before Fag get here, you all right. Like you gonna start. <laughs> Shout out to Hugh Jackson. Shout out to Hugh Jackson. <laughs> so did you get here before Fag got here today, Baker? Uh, <laughs> uh, you was, was shooting. You was shooting a commercial. Shout out oh, to Baker, okay. man. Baker, the touchdown maker. <laughs> Ain't. <laughs> 
Well, anyway, I digress, Paul Baker. Right. Um, yeah. So, uh, so we'll go first with the offensive player of the midseason, Maui. Who is your offensive? I, I gave it to Russell. I gave it to Russell Wilson. Okay. Russ. Okay. I, 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 I would explain, but I, I'm just going to explain it a little bit later. That's why. Okay. <laughs> you know what I mean? Okay. Right. The collegiate, the collegiate um, standout. Uh, JB. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. So uh, this was a tough one for me, man. Like, uh, Russ has really, two of the last three games they've lost, and we'll get into the MVP discussion later, but I'm going to go running back here. My offensive uh, player of the midseason, man. Dalvin Cook, man, that boy is cooking, man. Like Dalvin Cook is like, and you look at it, man. He's missed, hasn't he missed like a game or two already this year? He's yeah. having like a monster year, man. Like, and you look, uh, if he doesn't get hurt in that Seattle game, they probably beat Seattle that game as well. Yeah. So I mean, I'm gonna give, I'm, a, I'm, I'm gonna go outside the box because usually offensive player of the year and uh, MVP usually are gonna go to quarterback, but I'm, I'm gonna go against the grain and. I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a running back. I'm gonna go with Dalvin Cook, man, because like he's been very impressive the last few weeks. Like first Minnesota running back to have back to back 200 yard um, games um, from scrimmage since like the 1970s, man. That's some impressive stuff right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Not even not even Adrian Peterson did that. Right. Shocking. I know. Right. The iron at it. Herschel Walker. Herschel Walker yeah. didn't do it either. Right. Herschel mm-hmm. Walker. Yeah. Hmm. I wonder who benefited from that trade. That's that's a Bill O'Brien type of trade. <laughs> that's thank a Bill you, O'Brien hole. Thank, yeah, thank you, Minnesota exactly. Vikings. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, I you know what? I also had um, I had Dalvin Cook, and like I said, I wanted to go against the grain too because I I, I don't because I think them awarding like if like if you have the MVP. Then offensive play, offensive play, he is also a quarterback too, and I think mm-hmm. that's like low key lazy mm-hmm. because it's almost like it, like it's not fair to anybody else. Like you saying, you look at like, and that's one thing too. If you because we like you say it's a quarterback driven league, so generally mm-hmm. people just look at it from a standpoint of oh well, you know, because you like most people will ignore that David Cook almost has nine hundred yards, like he's right. on a pace for almost eighteen hundred yards this season. Like he's having, he's gonna, he's having a great season so far, and mm-hmm. then even I think Mike, I also, you know, I had also him in in the conversation as well, but a guy who I really like, and um, DK Metcalf, I think him having mm-hmm. almost eight hundred yards receiving and eight touchdowns is great. And then you got to think about it; he's only had forty three receptions. Like I think Stephon Diggs had sixty three. Like he leads Stephon Diggs leading the league in sixty three receptions this year. And mm-hmm. he's got 20 less receptions and has five more touchdowns than him. Like, and I think what was it? Oh, what was one of the games? Remember, he had like eight catches and like oh, I mean, I think it was like two, like two touchdowns. I forgot what it was a game, maybe like two weeks ago. I think when they played, I forgot who they played. But that man, that's like as I look at that, and like you said, when you people are gonna ignore those type of like the Dalvin Cooks of the world. Um, you know, the, the DK Metcalf, Stefan Diggs, because like you say it's a quarterback driven league, and it's easy to tear like Russ in this in this conversation because right, he he deservedly so what he's done 
even the last two weeks, he has struggled mildly, especially against Arizona and then last week against Buffalo. Um, but, you know, we, he was definitely in this conversation, MVP conversation. We, you know, been been in the conversation the whole entire midseason up until mm-hmm. like maybe the last two weeks. Well, some people estimate he's still there, but generally he's been, you know, minus these two games, he's been pretty much like a, almost like a guarantee for for mm-hmm. that, for that um, for the MVP, but like you saying, off, offensive that probably where he probably will be slotted at, but just because I I think you see you see the drop off, and that's another thing too where, and that's and that's gonna be the way how it's how it's done because no one goes against the grain like you said, it's used to be whoever who are the best two quarterbacks, who one A one B one could be the MVP mm-hmm. one could be the offensive player, which I don't like that either. And I, I, I don't know if it's ever going to change. Maybe someone is watching us and be like, well, maybe they make a compelling argument because right. because you're going to ignore those type of stats like Dalvin Cook. Like, you know, if you look at Dalvin Cook, you're like, wow, like that's pretty impressive. Almost, you know, they have, right. you know, almost 900 yards already, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah. Yeah. And some people don't even get to that mark. And, you know, we still think they have somewhat of a, a decent season, even in a 16 game season. You know, I think it was like 836 or 840. So I forgot what it was. But even in even in that, even in a full season, you're like, OK, well, he almost reached a thousand. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Solid. He, he, he would consider a solid year. But we just talk about half the year. Half the year. Yeah. Yeah. We talk about half the year. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Defensive player of the year, JB. Oh, that's a tough one for me because, I mean, yeah. like, um, I think that you've had some really, really good. Uh, and uh, so for me, it came down to like, uh, it came down to like Miles Garrett and it came down to Aaron Donald with me. I'm just going to go ahead and do what usually happens. I'm going to give it to, to that beast that plays out in the Coliseum. I, I'm, uh, I mean, for you to be for you to have nine sacks as a tackle for the whole year is good. And this man already has nine sacks and it's only halfway through the year. He's probably going to end up with like minimum of 15 sacks this year. I mean, he's just so he's so disruptive. I mean, like, I don't know. You you have to double team him and he's good enough to get through the double team. So my, my defensive player of the year is uh, Aaron Donald. Yeah. Big time. He got he got the majority of them in that Washington game. I ain't going to say that. <laughs> But um, yeah. But um, now your your um your defensive player player of the midseason. Pardon me. I damn sure you give it to Miles Garrett. I don't care. I'm just playing. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, Aaron Donald. I gave it to Aaron Donald. He got nine sacks. I mean, yeah. Last year he got thirteen. He got twenty in 2018. So he's on track to maybe get near. And hey, man. Um, is that right? Anything? Yeah, he's on, like I said, he's on track for two. So he's just, hey, man, he's just he's doing his thing. And that's why I say when you see that and then him and him and, um, was it, um, Ramsey? Yeah, Jalen Ramsey, yeah. Right, Ramsey, they just, it's just seemed like, okay, it's a bunch of teams this second half. It's just, they may have, they may just move forward. And we'll be talking about look, complete different teams that would seem like they're dominating. You know what I mean? But, yeah, um, yeah I'm going Aaron, Aaron Donald, man. Yeah, and that's one thing too, where he's going to get it. Like Aaron Donald is going to be the consensus, 
if you wanted this, like you want to just go against the grain, it would be Miles Garrett. I think he's putting mm-hmm. up nine sacks as well, mm-hmm. and I think what he's doing there. Um, I've, and you just look at the even the team success where you know you look at just from the standpoint of hey, this makes sense. I mean, I mean you can make a lot of cases, and maybe I'm going off the rails, but I. I an honorable mention, which is well, I'm not even going to do that because I think that I'm, I'm going to inject some bias, and I just I don't I don't really want to explain it, but you know, but it is what it is. Kendall Fuller, <clears throat> but um, <laughs> you know, I think he missed like three games still, but he's like second in interceptions with four in the season. But <clears throat> Kendall Fuller, <clears throat> but uh, but yeah, but but in all seriousness, it's gonna probably gonna be um, Aaron Donald, I think. Um, you know what they're doing, and then I, I think if you look at it from the standpoint of who's gonna make the playoffs between the Rams and the and the and the Browns, more likely it would be the LA Rams, um, more so than Cleveland, even though Cleveland does have a great shot. But I think Aaron Donald, what he does, and it's just one of the things where he the bars to set so half him is to a point where if he, like you said, he's on pace. To having numbers that will suggest he will be the defensive player this year of the year mm. already, and we're just halfway here. Right. So, you know, like you said, like you said, going to JB point where you no, know, if you have nine sacks on the season, like you're like, damn, that's you had a pretty good year. Mm-hmm. You're still in eight games, <laughs> like in eight <laughs> games, <laughs> and that's that's just. And then and I'm just glad that like Miles Garrett kind of he's um you know. He's overcame the situation on that Thursday night game, almost year, almost a year to the day, right? Essentially, well, yeah. no, yeah. Didn't he get an extension? Yeah, he got he got his money. Yeah. Yep. But yeah, man. But um, so the MVP of the midseason, uh, Maui. Who is your MVP? Well, I'm giving it to Russ. I guess I'm being lazy. I'm just just playing. But anyway, um, I don't. He's I'm joking. My biasness, I don't like Russell Wilson. I'm, I'm down with future. I just want y'all to know that. Oh. Um, <laughs> but I'm giving it to him because he's on his way to be a top five all-time QB. He's on his, like, he's actually on his way. He's got 28 TDs. He got 25, almost 2,600 yards already. Eight interceptions, of course. 80, his um, 80% QBR. But he's on his way to get be in that those talk of 50, 50 touchdowns in a season, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's Manny, Mahomes, and Brady. You know, nobody else has done that. So he's on track. He's way ahead of everybody stat-wise. Maybe that's why the last few games um, he hasn't looked been looking too good. You know what I mean? Being more of a gunslinger and things of that nature, especially since the defense hasn't been playing so well. You know what I mean? He feel like he got to constantly keep put sport, um, keep the score up. You know what I mean? But um that's who I'm giving to. It just seemed like it's a it's kinda like a no brainer. And when you know, like I said, I really didn't want to give it to him, but then I was like, you know, you start comparing them to Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and and Manny, you know what I'm saying? Um, and Manny, you gotta start not Eli, but the other one. You know what <laughs> I mean? And you gotta you gotta start saying, you know what? Let me, because it seemed like every season Russ is actually in the conversation for MVP. To be honest with you, you know what I mean. So you know, I just went ahead and gave it to him, and I am a little biased against Russell Wilson, even though I know he's a real nice guy. <laughs> you know, yeah, man. But that's Don't my MVP for right now. 
That's my Hometown MVP for right now. Best quarterback out of Richmond since Frank Tarkenton. Um, <laughs> all right, J- JB, who's your MVP? All right. Well, I mean, man, um, if you would have asked me this question two weeks ago, I would have told you, uh, Russ, no doubt. Uh, right. But every week that goes on, man, it's the the gap is closing. Um, so I'm going to just say this. I don't think he's going to win MVP. I really don't, man. Like, I think that Patrick Mahomes, look at what Patrick Mahomes doing at that. He's only throwing one interception. Patrick Mahomes is close to surpassing him right now. Right now, just for the first half of the year, I'm going to give it to Russ. Right. But I think that in another eight weeks, I think that when we have the end of season awards, I don't think he's I, I, I just don't think he's gonna be able to hold up. And I think it's unfortunate too, because I, so um, I really think I really think that he should have won MVP last year. I know a lot of people were caught up with uh with with Lamar Jackson the year Lamar but when you look at the fact of what Russ did and you look at the stats, Russ had a better year than Lamar Jackson did last year. He did. He 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 did, and it wasn't even close. And I just think people I don't know why the voters decided to give Lamar Jackson the MVP over Russell Wilson, but Russell Wilson should have won it last year. And I think, unfortunately, he's not going to win it this year either. I don't think so either. Yeah. Uh, My MVP, like you said, it's Patrick Mahomes. And it's so crazy. Like, it's so crazy that he's so overachieved. Like, he's such an overachiever. It's, It's almost like the LeBron James syndrome. Where it's almost like we we feel like we're obligated to have these things, and we don't think we don't look we look at those numbers like okay, well he's done this before, but it's still impressive. Like you said, twenty five touchdowns and one interception on the season. He's almost on the verge of surpassing his MVP because I think he had what fifty two pass uh, fifty two touchdowns in his MVP season. If my memory serves mm. correct. But he's on the verge of that as well, and it's just it's just a product of how. He has set the bar so high, and it's so crazy to think like he's there. Like he's like he's the MVP to me and the team in the in the bizarre way, and they're just doing this so quietly. That's the mm-hmm. weird thing about it all is Kansas City is just doing everything under the radar. We talk about Pittsburgh, we talk about you know we talk about other teams in the AFC, but but Kansas City is quietly. And officially just doing their thing. And it's just like, hey, and it's just a and I think it's just a product of just us looking at him and kind of just like, hey, it's a standard. And it's almost like nine times out of ten, if someone throws 25 touchdowns and one interception, and that would be like eye-opening to people. You know? Mm-hmm. But it's but this is Patrick Mahomes, and it's the most bizarre thing where but to me, it's Patrick Mahomes. I mean, like you said, uh, and it's funny because, and when I was formulating who could be the hell, I even put almost. I'm telling you, if it weren't for that Sunday night game, you could have really made a case for Tom Brady, right? For that, if if it weren't for that Sunday oh, yeah. night football fiasco, and that's what lets you know how crazy how such a, it's a week to week thing where we looked at Russ because you it, it was kind of like kind of tiring talking about Russ every week. In a sense, mm-hmm. because you're like, oh, well, you know, he's head and shoulders MVP. 
Then you see a little bit of chink in the armor. You're like, okay, well, okay, well, can we put Josh Allen at the table? Can we put we had one time we kind of wanted to put Ryan Tannehill there for like a brief for 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 a brief second. Then we're like, well, maybe we need to put Tom Brady there, especially if he has a great performance against New Orleans Saints. Three mm-hmm. interceptions, get back to the kids' table. Like you don't you don't belong in the VB table. And it's 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 just it it trips me out. But then with then that's the thing about with Patrick Mahomes, like he's doing this quietly, but it's almost like we expect it from him, and that's what makes it so bizarre. Like mm-hmm. you know we, and, and I think you know, and we you know do the show on Mondays, and we always you know talk about performances, kind of have more MVP type of father talk, and it's funny how like really Patrick Mahomes really never comes up in conversations, and, but it's like. You look at his stats, like, oh, he he's there. He's he should be at the head of the table. He should be mm-hmm. getting the he should be getting the big piece of chicken. At the well, table. he about to. That's what I'm saying. It's a transition happening right now. That's why this is the midseason. You know what I mean? Because it's about yeah. to. It's like when I was telling Bear, I said, okay, you had a great September. That's great. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. let's hey, not we forget how really how October is. October, you know, what I'm saying is a little bit different than September, and then mm-hmm. it's always it always turns. And now we're about to go to a whole nother level. You right. know what I mean? Right. Yeah. And I look, I'm telling you, it's it's it it's it's it baffles me. It and that might be the problem like, with 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 um with Russell Wilson. Maybe in the beginning of the season he does so well, then he started dying down towards the end. Maybe that's part of the issue. Well that too, but well, like you know, we call yeah. that we call that kind of like the recency. We kind of call that the recency effect. I think that like a lot of times if you start off like really strong, but then mm-hmm. you you don't play bad because like, don't get me wrong. Like, I don't think he's played bad in the, in the two law. Like, I mean, like the, the, a couple of the interceptions against Arizona were bad, but like, mm-hmm. um, yeah. I think that like, if you play at such an elite level, but then it just goes down a lot. I think that voters kind of tend to forget about you. And I think that with Mahomes, Mahomes is just being steady, 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 steady. And I think that's why, Mahomes is probably going to end up overtaking him. I think that sometimes mm. you can get off too good of a story, and that can actually hurt you. Yeah, yeah. And, and the thing is, Russ can still rebound. Like that's the thing about it. Where, but right. just think, because he has eight interceptions on the season compared to Patrick Mahomes one, one, and right. Kansas City has you know, of course, obviously more wins than. Um, then Seattle, because we really looked at it because we gotta think about it. This team started off what well, they were five and oh. So yeah. that was a lot of the lot of the conversation with Russ was like, okay, well, he's putting up great numbers and this team is winning. But mm-hmm. you know, as of late, we're like, okay, this little two-game slide, like, uh, what 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 has happened? You know, what you know, and like you said, it's in it, and it goes to the recent bias where, hey, two weeks ago. And we did a midseason one two weeks ago. Russ would have been head and shoulders in this mm-hmm. conversation, but now, you know, it, you know, like you said, now Patrick Mahomes, it, it's it, like he's it, like the thing with him is it's a marathon, not a sprint. So obviously, mm-hmm. like he's just going really methodical. Mm-hmm. It's just he just going like in, in a quiet way, and it's like almost like can't see the, the whole team in a sense to me. Just feel like it just feel like more so of a marathon than a sprint. Then when we look at the other type of um, candidates, but I mean, 
it's a lot of it's it's a lot of people that deserve to see at the table, and it'll mm-hmm. all get sorted out as as the weeks progress. Mm-hmm. But right, I mean, it's a, even in this first half, you're like it's you know you can make some bona fide cases, but I think I think head and shoulders it's got to be Patrick Mahomes, just just what what he's done. But it's like you said, and like I said earlier, where it's just more so of just I think there's an expectation with him, and the bar is set so high, it's almost like people is like, oh, well, that's what we expect from him, but it's still impressive. Right. That's I could imagine, like if he puts up this type of numbers like ten years from now, and like people, like how how people are going to be so spoiled by that, and how people are going to, you know, are going to view him. That's the thing I kind of would be interested. Even if he if he's still on this type of pace, I think even hell in five years, how we would view Patrick Mahomes is almost like, you know, as far as you know, how we would view him. And I think that's going to be very fascinating down the line. Mm. You know. But yeah, so our final award this week—not an award, but more so of a uh, um, uh, to conclude our midseason awards. I want to hear your your best second half hot takes, uh, predictions, anything you think is going to happen in the second half. I'm gonna go with you first, JB. Ooh, so I I posted my hot take in, in my football group today. So this is my hot take. The Minnesota Vikings get their act together. They surpass the Chicago Bears and they take the last wild card spot. And and that's my hot take. Yep, that's funny. Yep, Maui, your your um your hot take. Um, I wrote a bunch of different things, but um, I believe the NFC East team that's going to win is going to be the Cowboys. I looked at the schedule. I looked at the schedule, honestly. I looked at the schedule, and I was like, man, because I really want, you know what I'm saying, to watch the football team to win. But then I looked at the schedule, and I was like, damn. They, if they if they get their act together, I liked, I thought the quarterback was okay. It was really hard to tackle him. I think they have something there. That's just me, though, when I, when I watched the game. And I was like, I looked at the schedule, and I was like, damn, if they can pull it out. They, I think they schedule look easier than there, and then um the other two teams that's in, you know, what I'm saying, then the Giants, then Washington, then um the Eagles. So that's my, I believe that um the Cowboys is going to win the division. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. And and also, I think my my second half um, hot take, and I actually agree with JB, and it's actually something I talked about yesterday on Overreaction Monday, where. The Minnesota Vikings got a very, very easy road in the month of November that could propel them into December. Chicago's next, battered. JSJB. That they, you know, they play Dallas. Then I think um, they play See? Jacksonville, See? and um, I forget. It's dude, dude, like their schedule is so favorable, like going into the month of December. And then, like you said, and you got a guy like a Dalvin Cook, um, who's you know essentially heating up at the right time, and got a game that travels. Kurt, Kurt, don't call me Kurt Cousins. To just be just efficient and just do what he has to do. Don't throw the football over. Don't throw the football, you know. And this is they have a great recipe 
to to um, make this team. And then the funny thing about it was because I kind of thought Minnesota was going to be like a wild card team. So it kind of was one of the things where it's like, okay, they're going to, like you said, going to your point, JP, where I think they finally get their act together because at the end of the day, go, yeah, because they have, they got Chicago, Dallas, Carolina, and Jacksonville. So I don't expect them to be no more than six and six going into December. And I got them winning, at least losing one game. But if they if they they could potentially be seven and five going into um going to the month of December. But um yeah, I, I agree with that as well. And that's something that I kind of touched on yesterday on um and, and that's <laughs> what I said. And that's what I yeah. said. Like I, I, I looked at it like the Cowboys can beat the Vikings. That's what I counted. I was like, they might be able to, they they should be if they play their hands right, they could beat them. You know I, what I mean? I I, I I, I think that, that I think that that's going to be an intriguing game because the Cowboys will be coming off the bye. And the way that Minnesota play, one thing about Minnesota that kind of has be a bit of hesitation, the way that Minnesota plays, Minnesota usually doesn't blow teams out like that because they're more of like we want to run the ball. Yeah. Um, I think that like they do miss they do miss stuff on Diggs. So I think that that's a, that's 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 a huge game. Um, you you could be right because they're not out of it. Um, but I'm just interested. I, the thing that gives me some hope about Dallas, I don't think they're going to win the division. I would still say it's Phillies to lose is that the fact that their defense has started to play better. The defense has played better the last two games. Uh, mm-hmm. They played a pretty good game against Philly. And then last week they played a pretty good game against the Steelers and the defense had been mm-hmm. like, uh, it had been a dumpster fire, you know, for the mm-hmm. first, like, you know, six games of the year. So. I mean, and, like I watched that game. I watched that game. You know, and I was like, and I was like, man, they would have the quarterback. And I was like, damn, well, they can't get him down. You know what I mean? And then you would think he's down, and then he would throw the ball, and then Zeke could catch it or Pollard would catch it. You know what I mean? And yeah. I was like, oh, he must be hard to get down. You know what I mean? And then I, and I watched him stand up, and I said, damn, it's almost look, looking like looking at Peyton Manning because the way his shoulders was. And don't nobody know anything about this dude. You know what I'm saying? And I, I was kind of – I couldn't say anything negative about him. You know what I'm saying? If I, I mean – it, people was talking about Ryan T- Tannehill, and then, then like, like same thing. He was in the same. He was in um, the MVP last week. I mean, last year was in the same boat as the Dallas quarter, quarterback. Was it um? What's his last name? Gilbert. What's the Dallas yeah, um, Gilbert, quarterback? Yeah. Gilbert. You so you can't. He basically uh, did the Gert, same yeah, thing Gilbert. that he did the same thing that Ryan Tannehill did. He did, he was in the same position as um Ryan as Lamar. You know what I mean? So. When you look at that, and I'm like, well, and he did almost almost exact play, almost exact same play. You know what I mean? Threw it in the middle of the field, same thing. But I felt like he held his own. They cause they were supposed to win that game. Now think about it; they would have won that game. You know, things would be looking a little different because they're supposed to win that game. And then I just looked at because I'm going for your team. Like you know, I'm going, I'm going for our team, right? But then I started. I looked at the schedule and I was like, because I don't think I mean, it is for Philly to win. But I don't think Philly, I don't think Philly's there. I really, I think Philly is really probably worse off than the rest. The only problem with the Cowboys is the quarterback issue. But I think y'all would be okay if y'all, if they really work around this quarterback that y'all have. I just say if they made Washington football NFC East champion shirts before you send them off to another country, please ship one to my house. I just, that's <laughs> I just want something like at this point because it's over. Like, I, 
I, I'm like, I'm, I feel like Joe Name. I don't care about the Washington football team struggling <laughs> at this point because at least we ain't got the Giants on the schedule no more, so we ain't gonna lose in stupid. Well, we still will lose in dumb fashion, but at least we got the Giants no more. And because y'all, y'all, y'all number two, right? Aren't y'all number two in your division? Yeah, for now. Right. So I saw that, and then I was looking at that, and I was like, okay, well, let me see what they schedule. I was like, oh, damn. Ooh, ah, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> I looked at the Cowboys, and I was like, well, damn, really? And, and okay. then, then what's crazy about even in a bad week, Philly gained ground. Like, like <laughs> this, this, this is, this is it's, it's embarrassing. It's literally embarrassing. And it's almost to a point where whoever wins this team, they're going to change the rule where you can kiss you can kiss having home home field advantage if you have a below 500 record and you're a division winner. Damn, I'm telling you, that's going to be next. 18-game season. <laughs> Man, I would love to be on a part of that history, but I know it ain't going to happen to us. But. Yeah. Man, like, well, like I said – about four weeks ago, uh, people were talking about defund the police, uh, defund the NFC East because we pathetic, really? man. We pathetic. NFC we East. suck. Yeah, we suck. Yeah, we suck as a collective. And um, yeah. one more final hot take before we hide on out, fellas. Our guy, Showtime season, also Couch Coach Live alum. You know, one of the rigid OGs, uh, Couch Coach Live. <laughs> He's a Jets fan, so Jets won't win a game this year, and Adam Gates will still be the head coach. Bro, I'm going to tell you one thing. Y'all going to be all right. I keep on. I'm going to tell you one thing. Jets going to be all right. Y'all going to get rid of Adam Gates on January the 4th. It's going to be okay. Uh, he'll be probably first one fight on Black Monday. You'll get Trevor Lawrence. You'll get the one of the best quarterback prospects is Andrew Luck. You'll be okay. You got Makai there. He's going to take care of him. He's going to look out for, for your boy. And Frank Gore, hope, hope to God Frank Gore still be there. He, you know, you know. I, I, you know what? It's okay. I mean, I, I love that Frank Gore is there. I mean, I feel bad for him because he's like somewhat, well, I think he's in the twilight of his career. But I might <laughs> be wrong. But for him to be playing on a team like that is 0-9, Franklin had a hard life. Franklin had a hard life, but I gotta, I gotta give it, give it up to Frank Gore. Like to me, for him to still playing, like if somebody told me twenty years ago, if it's you, you think about like the depth chart in Miami, like he was behind Willis McGahee, Clint Portis, and I even think Jared, I think Jared Payton was even behind him. I think if my memory serves correct. Because you remember Jared Payton. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, someone, someone had told me Frank Gore would still be in league in 2020 out of all four of them. Because Jared didn't make it. But Jared, I think Jared had a cup of coffee in the NFL. But he, if you would have told me that Frank Gore would still be in the league in 2020 and he'd be the third all-time leading rushing in NFL history, someone I would have been like, yo, you're on drugs. <laughs> Like, but that, but it's, it, but it's just amazing what he's doing, and I just feel the only person I really feel bad for that Jets team is Frank Gore. I think that you know, especially you know, being in that situation. But I guess it's just it's a good learning lesson. Those guys can learn from that type of leadership. Um, you know, as far as 
being like one of the hard, and it's crazy where he's one of the hardest workers. He's one of the oldest guys on. Well, he's the oldest guy on the team, probably more than likely. And you know, but the Jets, Jets gonna be all right. Showtime season, y'all gonna be all right. I said, like you said, y'all only got seven more weeks. Y'all get y'all gonna clean house. Joe Douglas gonna do his thing. Y'all got some draft picks. You got you have Trevor Lawrence. You're gonna be all right. The NFC, you know, the AFC East. It could be a while for y'all to kind of get back up, but y'all could be all right though. Y'all gonna have a franchise quarterback, and that's all you really need at this point. And you gotta, you and, and you got McKay. McKay gonna take care of, uh, you know, gonna take care of travel. It's gonna be all right, man. I'm serious. Y'all think it's a joke? <laughs> you sure your, your 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 team is not gonna try to <laughs> not go no. magic? Try to we get got Trevor? two wins. We got two wins. <laughs> like, like we got two wins. Like. The Jets ain't winning nothing. If 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 last night let you know, last night if like like what Showtime what Jamal said, they're gonna be on. If you watch the game last night and how they threw away that game last night, and that game was for them for the taking, and then it's like if Joe Flacco was playing like like it was two thousand and thirteen. And they still and, and they found a way, they found every conceivable way to throw that game away. And by golly, they did. <laughs> and they, this team is not gonna win a game. That's the truth. So to me, they they will only win a game if they fire Adam Gase and and and, and probably bring in somebody and and let Greg, my guy Greg Williams, be the interim head coach. I can see them maybe winning two games with Greg Williams. But I say keep Adam Gase, 0-16. You know for certain you're going to get Trevor Lawrence. You're the only team that they ain't won the game. Wins. Wow. So to me, you better, hey, don't lose. I mean, don't win no games. Keep <laughs> Trevor Lawrence. Because <laughs> last night let me know, like, and that's probably the first time I've seen a Jet game, but my goodness, like, they're not going <laughs> to win a game. They're not going to win a game. Dude, they had, they, they had that game. They had that game. And blew it. And you know how Cam Newton's been playing. Mm-hmm. Like, and the page has been playing. And you... Is he done? I, it's hard to say that with this team. Like, because I, I guarantee if we had Tom Brady, if Tom Brady was on this team, we'd think Tom Brady's cooked. Like, literally. We wouldn't... He. This team is garbage. Like... I didn't see the highlight. I didn't watch the game with the highlights. They said Bill Belichick was showed emotion, was breakdancing and giving a high five. Right. <laughs> signature uh, signature head, head shakes. Right. <laughs> and even in that game, Joe Flack, he did pass Joe Montana for passing yards. But we got to remember, <laughs> this is a different generation. This passing, you know, he, he Joe Flacco didn't have a Roger Craig. So, so it's you know, you know, so he didn't, you know, that was a little, he was a little unconventional at the time, but yeah, I just think honestly, like, yeah, this team, they're not gonna win, man. Then, like, going to the Patriots situation, it's incomplete. I don't, I really don't know how to grade this Patriots team. I mean, it's almost just to a point where. They just don't have the weapons. They don't have anything. I mean, they I mean they make us look like the San Francisco 49ers. As far as depth-wise, at least we got somebody. They ain't got nobody. And it's just it's it's is what it is. But like, yeah, but but you know, in all seriousness, they're just gonna be all right. 
I mean, just endure this for the next seven weeks. Trust me, you get through the next seven weeks, it'd be all right. <laughs> like, like, like Macau went to Louisville. He be, he be all right. He, he didn't been through some bad times at Louisville. Barbara Trini, okay, coach. Oh, you had some bad days. You be all right. Could be all right. You could be, be all right. January third gonna be here before you know it. At four fifteen, clean your lockout is over. It's all right. Stop making your stop making stop making plans for the, for January fourth. Be on a plane out of the country somewhere on January fourth. Get your get your plane. Get your get everything ready because it's 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 Cancun on three already for the Jets. Yeah. Yeah, they need they got it. They need to get you know they need to get their stuff together, man. Because it seemed like everybody else they in the division besides the Patriots they is, is doing what they need to do. You know what I mean? They will, and but they might potentially have the second best quarterback. Well, they might have the best quarterback in that division potentially if they get Trevor Lawrence. So, hey, it's gonna be all right. Like to me, what what they always say, you know, pain may endure at night, but Joy will come in the morning, and the joy is Trevor Lawrence. It's gonna be all right, Jazz fans. Trust me, they be all right. Trevor Lawrence will come in the morning. <laughs> I'm just saying, man. It's just it's the truth. But yeah, man. Enough of Jets fodder, you know. But uh, they'll be all right. So let's put a week on. Put a bow on this week's couch coach live, man. I'm gonna go around the horn, Maui. Where can they find your social media? Um, and DT Morgan, um, seventy eight, and um, Sean Morgan Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> JB, social media. Where they can find you? Yeah, uh, you can find me as as Jamie Bailey uh, on Facebook. I don't do Instagram, so yeah, Jamie Bailey on Facebook. You can find me. Okay. And also uh, follow the show. Um, anyway, social media: Facebook, Twitter, Couch, um, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, under Couch Coach Live, YouTube, Couch Coach Live. Also, we're gonna experiment with some with TikTok. So we we got a TikTok page. I'm gonna experiment with that over the weekend. I don't know how that's gonna work. How old man gonna gonna be you on TikTok? It's gonna drink, be a little weird. You got your you go drink your cranberry juice and skateboard. <laughs> that, would be, that would be interesting. That would be fun. That's, I, I want to really want to do that. Hey, my only thing is, ask Russell. I'm trying to go to Tuckahoe. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, definitely um, follow the show on there, and also um, follow follow me also on Off the Ball Network. Um, also, OffTheBallNetwork.com. I do a four down segment on Thursdays to the NFL previews. Then also Saturday mornings, 11 a.m. Uh, see you Sunday. Um, we'll be be on there at 11 o'clock a.m., 8 a.m. Eastern uh, Pacific time on the Off the Ball Network's Facebook page. And man, this has been a great Couch Coach Live. We did our NFL midseason awards, man. And we'll catch you guys next week. This has been Couch Coach Live. You're welcome. <laughs>